Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Trucker Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and trending. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this morning on September the 11th, 2021. Yesterday was National Mental Health Day. And also, Ontario is lifting restrictions on certain menus and leaving restaurants and gyms out of the loop. Thank you for joining. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast, and happy Thanksgiving to my fellow Canadians all over the country of Canada. Celebrate your Thanksgiving as safely as you possibly can, and abide by the rules set out by the health officials of Ontario and across Canada, and enjoy your Thanksgiving today, which is our Thanksgiving here in Canada. So now over this weekend, the Ontario government have lifted some restrictions, and that is for... um, sporting events, concerts, other venues to full capacity. So in the sporting world, as in the National Hockey League here across here in Ontario, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they can have full capacity in their arena. So it's approximately about 20,000 people. Here in the city where I reside, uh, our arena downtown, um, full capacity is at 9,100, which uh, started um, yesterday. Um, Still when it comes to um, other venues, um, such as meeting places, for conferences, um, it still be limited to how many people can be inside um, for social distance purposes, which really doesn't make sense because if you can have 20,000 people in a building and your conference centers hold 500, everybody's vaccinated everybody's wearing a mask except for eating and drinking, what's the difference? Now, restaurants and gyms are being left out of the loop. Now, we know over this entire pandemic that, you know, restaurants being shut down all the time, no indoor dining, no patios open, no nothing, you know, 
at certain points in times throughout this pandemic. Now, when it comes to sporting events, you know, when it comes to leagues like the NHL, the CFL, whatever the case may be, you know, we're talking about people, owners, who are multi-millionaires, so they're not hurting over this pandemic. Athletes who are paid millions of dollars are not, are not hurting financially throughout this pandemic. The little guys are hurting throughout this pandemic. Your restaurants and your bars, your non-essential businesses all have to shutter their doors. Now, time and time again throughout this pandemic, you know, restrictions put in place. I mean, now we're allowed to dine in restaurants, you know, fully vaccinated individuals. You must provide that vaccine certificate. Same thing goes now for these venues being allowed to open to full capacity to fully vaccinated individuals. But imagine for a moment, I mean, think about this. I mean, think about you're, you're in an arena with 20,000 people. Everybody who's not eating or drinking is supposed to be wearing their masks. And those who aren't while they're eating and drinking, but how many people out of 20,000 do you think is going to be doing that? 5,000 people? I mean, restaurants don't hold 5,000 people. Some may hold even a couple hundred people, a hundred people, 200 people. You're not in a restaurant for three hours dining with family and friends. You're at a sporting event for approximately three hours or more, depending if the game goes into overtime. So you're there in this building a whole lot longer than you are in a restaurant. I mean, you're generally in a restaurant for approximately an hour. I have to side with the little guy. I got to side with the restaurants out there. The sacrifices that they have made throughout this pandemic. And they're the first, they were the first ones, to, you know, to, you know, to have this indoor dining. To allow it to happen to fully vaccinated people because the government turned around and mandated these rules. And of course, all around the country, not just here in Ontario, Canada, but everywhere around the country, more and more and more places, more and more businesses, whether it's corporate or not, healthcare mandating these rules that in order to be there, working there, that you have to be fully vaccinated. 
I'd feel more comfortable being in a small setting at this point in time than being in a building with 20,000 people. Now with these restrictions being lifted for these certain venues, I mean, who, who is going, who's going to be, you know, monitoring everything that was going on and are people who are sitting in the stands that, you know, you have to be wearing your mask if you're not eating or drinking. And who's going to enforce these rules during a game? The employees, the volunteers, are they going to be walking up and down every level, making sure people who are not eating and drinking, wearing their masks? And then during intermission times, people are, are hanging around um, the, uh, the food venues. How many people are going to be wearing their masks and how are they going to be enforcing this? It's so much easier to enforce this in a small setting. It's so much easier for contact tracing, which the restaurants have done since they've been able to open. Contact tracing. How are you going to do con contact tracing in a large sporting event? And besides, when, when people are heading down to the games, you're going to have full capacity. It's going to take a while for you even to get in because vaccine certificates have to be checked. Identification has to be checked to match the vaccine certificate. It's so much easier for, for restaurants and small businesses to do that. You're not going to have 20,000 people sitting in your restaurant. You know, the patio season will be coming to an end. I mean, right now we're pretty lucky here in Ontario that, you know, we're still having really nice weather. Patios are still open. But as you will know, come to the end of October, going into November, and the weather's changing, people are going to be moving into the inside. And yet, restaurants probably still won't have that full capacity of people dining in restaurants who are fully vaccinated. You know, I understand what what the uh, what the rest, uh, restaurants are saying. You know, over the course of this pandemic, you know, we have lost plenty of businesses like that across the country, just not being able to stay afloat because of the closures and lengthy closures throughout this pandemic here across Canada 
here in the province of Ontario, the largest populated province of all of, all of Canada, of a little over 16 million people that live in the province. Now, this was just announced on, on Friday, this past Friday. And I only happened to hear about um, the government lifting um, these, these restrictions for these venues is because I, I was sitting down and I was watching a hockey game. And at the, so at the beginning of the, of, uh, of the game, uh, during the announcements, they're announcing that um, venues like the sporting events here in Ontario are allowed to, to open to full capacity which started Saturday. Now, you know, when it comes to, you know, today is Thanksgiving Monday here in Canada. It is a holiday today. We even still have restrictions on gatherings with family. And that's 25 people in the household or a hundred people outdoors. Now my family is just way too big. We would have more than 25 people in the household. Being a nice weather, yeah, we could divide it up outside and inside. We're lucky that today's going to be a sunny day. It's going to be, you know, pretty mild out for this time of year. But still, you know, our family's just, you know, too big to be gathering in that. So, you know, and I was listening and reading other articles too about people um, when it comes to Thanksgiving, it comes to family, um, when it comes to um other members of the family, whether it's immediate aunts, uncles, cousins, or whatever the case may be, um, the unvaccinated and those who do not want to get vaccinated for personal preferences, families are simply not having those gatherings. Families have taken a stand on saying that we are not going to have our traditional family gathering because other members of the family are not getting vaccinated. And that's, that's really a crying shame too, because, you know, over the course of this pandemic and throughout the um, stay at home orders and, and that like that, and not being able to gather, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter, and now given that opportunity to have your, your Thanksgiving gatherings and to be with family, and then you have other members of the family who are just not going to get vaccinated. They're dead against it. And your parents have to make a decision on whether to have Thanksgiving at all. 
Restaurants will be open today for people who like to just dine out for Thanksgiving. So you have to check which restaurants are open today because pretty much everything is closed for this holiday here in Canada. But when it comes to, you know, increasing capacity limit limits for, for certain venues, I mean, is it favoritism for large sporting events? Is it favor, is it favoritism to the national hockey league? Is it favoritism to the Canadian Football League? Other large sporting events? And then others are, are left out in the wind? Saying, no, you can't go to full capacity yet. Meanwhile, they have been the most responsible businesses out there. Those are, is our restaurants they even took it upon themselves to do contact tracing even before it was mentioned to do contact tracing they took the initiatives to put up barriers between seatings and spend the money not only to protect their staff and themselves but to protect everybody who comes into the restaurant And yet there's going to be no barriers at a sporting event of 20,000 people. The only barriers that you're going to have is that you're fully vaccinated and you're wearing a mask. How they're going to enforce it when it comes to the seating and people not wearing their masks in their seats. I'm talking about people, maybe, you know, you're just sitting there talking, you're not eating and drinking, and you got your mask hanging off your ear, you got it down below your chin, and you're not eating and drinking. You know, how much of this is going to be a problem? See, when you go to a restaurant, you're, only, you're, you're sitting with people that you know. You're sitting with people who are fully vaccinated because you have to be fully vaccinated in order to get into a restaurant, to dine in. Smaller groups. People who go to the gym. And, of course, you have to be fully vaccinated in order to do that. Full capacity is also going to be allowed at movie theaters. And of course, the rule, the rule applies to any indoor venues. That you must be fully vaccinated and that you must provide that, that uh, vaccine certificate and your photo ID. Now, over the course of this pandemic, of course, we've seen our cases going up and down. It fluctuates all over the place. 
Now, out in New Brunswick, on the East Coast, a smaller province, obviously, and they are pulling the circuit breaker. Now, on average here in Ontario, we've, we've been seeing just a little over 500 cases on a daily basis. And for a smaller province of, of New Brunswick, they are now seeing a roughly a little over 500 cases a day and they're throwing the circuit breaker. So that means that, you know, today being Thanksgiving is that they will be allowed to just have the immediate family that lives in that household have Thanksgiving and only one member, you know, or a member of the family who lives by themselves can join that family. But it's not like before where you could have, if you have a large family, you know, 50 people in your house or whatever the case may be, 25 people in your house out in New Brunswick, it's just immediate family only. The capacity limits, like I said, even here for gathering with family and friends for Thanksgiving is only 25 people in the house, 100 people outdoors. Now, you know, majority of Ontarians here in Canada um, out of 16 million people, you know, just over 11 million people are fully vaccinated here in this province. So I guess, you know, the, the Ontario government and the top health officials are looking at, 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 these, at these cases and at these numbers and at these vaccination rates, um, feeling pretty good about things in order to increase the, these capacities at these um, sporting events, um, movie theaters, but not restaurants. Now we've seen what happened over the course of this pandemic when we're lifting restrictions. And we've seen what happened out in Alberta when lifting the restrictions back in the summertime. And that they are in a health crisis. Overloading their healthcare system, overloading their hospitals. That's what happens when you lift these restrictions. We've seen this from time and time again here across Ontario throughout this pandemic. We lift restrictions only to have to go backwards. So hopefully they're making the right choices, but we have to draw a line somewhere and we have to make it fair across the board for everybody, for businesses, such as restaurants.
Now, you may or may not know, um, yesterday was the National Mental Health Day. All over the world. Mental health and other disorders was National Day, was National Mental Health Day yesterday. Now, mental health obviously played a big role throughout this pandemic, our own personal mental health. And people who are already struggling with mental health issues. And on top of a pandemic. Now, of course, it comes down to. <coughs> Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Nothing. How are you today? What? I asked you, how are you today? Fine. You're fine today? Yes. So what brings you on the show? What? What brings you out on the Truckers Podcast? Very nice. You want to ask me something? You want to talk about something? What? You called in. Do you want to ask me something? No, is there I... something you is there something you want to talk about? Is there something you want to say about what I've been talking about? Okay, caller left the line. That's fine. <clears throat> Well, great. I'm glad you're doing great. You love listening to the trucker show. Thank you very much. And that you used to drive. You have a Volvo sleeper up and down the East Coast. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for liking the truckers podcast. So, um, you know, being yesterday, um, the National Mental Health Day. And like I was saying, you know, over the course of this pandemic, you know, um, people um, who already are dealing with mental health issues or disorders and the struggles that people are are going through um, in everyday life, never mind the pandemic. Now, Stigma comes to mind when it comes to mental health issues and disorders. Imagine that you or somebody you know is dealing with a mental health issue. And as an added stressor, they also are dealing with stigma. And stigma 
represents a serious obstacle to people who are facing mental health injuries. And stigma affects people when they are ill and when they seek treatment and are recuperating. So it even reflects on the individual who has and is dealing with a mental health issue or disorder. And what kind of impact does stigma have? We talk about people who are struggling with mental health issues often suffer because of stigma and consequently they may feel rejected by family, friends, colleagues, and the community as well. And stigma has a negative impact on people with me mental health issues. They're less likely to seek treatment, are often not employed or underemployed, discrimination in the workplace, Dimin diminished self-worth, increased isolation and hopelessness. Family members also impacted with stigma by association. So a family member has a mental health issue and people would think that family members are also suffering from a mental health issue and that may not always be the case by association. So we never talk about mental health mental health disorders. And we never really talk about the stigma tied to mental health and mental health disorders. I mean, how often do we sit down and talk to friends and family and co-workers about mental health? I mean, we really don't unless maybe someone brings the topic up. Or maybe you know somebody who is dealing with mental health issues and disorders and you're not really sure how to talk to them about it and they're not really sure on how to talk to you about it. Stigma is a big barrier. Now, they talk about, you know, five steps to stigma for the person with mental health issues. They want you to talk about it. And you start with the intimate circle of family and friends. Describe what it's like to have a mental health issue and the impact that it has on you. Now, 
you know, I know people who have mental health issues or disorders. Even though trying, you know, trying to talk to them about it and them trying to explain it. You know, it's still pretty hard to understand. You know, and listening to is also important to, you know, have some empathy. Now, they also talk about beware of your language. Words have meaning and reflect attitudes and beliefs, but be careful of the language you use that may self-stigmatize. If you speak of yourself in positive terms, you are setting an example for others to do the same thing. Talk about mental health using an analogy of physical health. If you have a broken leg, you seek treatment. The same goes for mental health issues. It's useful to create a comparison between physical illness and mental health issues. Each requires treatment and support. And of course you want people to seek that support and treatment. A lot of people, or maybe not a lot of people, but some are, are very afraid because they don't understand what's going on with themselves. Most people who struggle with mental health require some sort of support and or treatment. Reach out to a trusted friend or family member to help you find the services that you need if you're feeling overwhelmed. Well, help also help to have someone to be accountable to, to ensure that you are getting the help that you deserve. Try to become a mental health champion. There's no better way to learn about the person's personal impact on mental health issues than to describe your own lived experiences and discussing your treatment and recovery can provide hope for others. Now, I was looking at this one topic here. I can get my cursor to move over here. Sorry about the clicking sounds. Another um, thing that uh, that goes on with mental health, um, and we probably ourselves, and including myself, you know, um, not just you know throughout this pandemic, but you know, in everyday um, normal life, everyday normal settings you know, as, as we're going through the walk of life. 
probably have experienced some form of depression. Now, they talk about depression is common. In any one year, you know, there's a lot of people, millions of people, would experience depression. One in six women and one in eight men will experience depression at some time in their life. And they talk about that depression is treatable and effective treatments are available. And the sooner the person with depression seeks support, the sooner they can recover. Now, we've all gone through our ups and downs throughout our lives. We have, we have felt sad, we've miserable, unhappy, irritable, overwhelmed, guilty, frustrated, lacking in confidence, indecisive, unable to concentrate, and disappointed. probably normal human feelings. Thoughts that caused by depression. A person with depression may also have thoughts such as, I'm a failure. It's my fault. Nothing good ever happens to me. You know how many times we said that to ourselves? People may even feel worthless. There's nothing good in my life. Things will never change. Life's not worth living. People would be better off without me. That gets pretty serious. People were getting those sort of thoughts of depression. Now, behavioral symptoms to watch for of depression, withdrawal from close family and friends, stop hanging out, stop their usual enjoyable, enjoyable activities not get things done at work or at school, rely on alcohol and sedatives. Now, of course, as you know, just naturally as, as human beings, you know, when they talk about feelings caused by depression, like I said, you know, we've all felt these things, being sad, being miserable, you know, irritable, 
and probably a lot of people more and more now throughout this pandemic is probably feeling miserable, unhappy, irritable. It could be caused by your financial hardship. That so many people has gone through throughout this pandemic. Now, one particular one here, ladies and gentlemen, as a disorder of depression, bipolar, maybe you know somebody. A bipolar disorder used to be known as a manic depression because of the person's experience periods of depression and periods of mania. So you have that down and then all of a sudden you have that mania of being up. With the periods of, of normal moods in between and the symptoms of mania are opposite to the symptoms of depression and can vary in intensity. You're feeling great, having plenty of energy, racing thoughts, little need for sleep, talking fast, having difficulty focusing on tasks, feeling frustrated and irritable. This just isn't the, the, the fleeting experience. Sometimes the person loses touch with reality in its experience, hallucinations and delusions. So when it comes to stigma, about a disorder and how we see people. It's not just mentally, it could be physically. mentally and physically go together because they're acting out. You may have seen this out on your journeys, walking downtown or something like that. You see people who have a disorder. And what do we do when we see this happening? You may stop and wait to see if the person just moves along. You may cross the street to avoid this individual. Because we don't know what's going on, right? For ourselves. We're not, we don't have, we're not, we don't have that disorder. We're not experiencing it. We just may think the person is crazy. The person might be dangerous. We can tie stigma to these disorders. People who are schizophrenia, 
imagine yourself now being diagnosed with a mental health or disorder, you're given a label. Now you wear this label. Then how you feel and what are you going to feel, what people are going to think about you. And we've all probably experienced this as well when it comes to seasonal affective disorders. Also known as SAD. It's a mood disorder that has a seasonal pattern. Could be not just weather, but seasonal as in celebrations. Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving. It could be seasons as in winter. People may have this sad mood disorder throughout the winter months. And they characterize it by mood disturbances, either periods of depression or mania that begin at the end of a particular season. Depression in winter only is the most common way in which people experience sad. Sad is usually diagnosed after the person has had the same symptoms during winter for two or more years, people with SAD are more likely to experience lack of energy, sleep too much, overeat, gain weight, and crave carbohydrates. It's not just other disorders when it comes to mental health. When it comes to depression, major depression, psychotic depression, postnatal depression, what women go through, and of course this bipolar disorder. National Mental Health Day Yesterday, I think at that, and I feel that is a, is a topic that should be discussed more, should be out in the open a lot more. You may or may not have. or may may not know people with mental health issues or disorders. 
But if you do, then it's important to understand that particular disorder. It may or may not be hereditary. But when it, when it comes to depression, we all have felt some of the symptoms that go with, the, with depression. So take the time, ladies and gentlemen, about mental health. Take the time to understand a certain disorder a family member or friend may be experiencing. And take the time to try to talk to them trying to get an understanding, trying to get their pers their perspective of what they're going through. Stop the stigma. You know, it's not like they have a contagious disease. They have a problem. They're not looking for sympathy. They're looking for someone to listen. They're looking for people to try to understand And the only way that can happen is the conversation keeps going. Don't stigmatize somebody because they have a mental health problem or a mental health disorder. I want to thank you for joining me this Monday morning. It's a rare Monday morning for me to be out here. You know, today is a national holiday here in Canada being Thanksgiving. And this is what this is today. And that's why I am home and not at work. Now, I used to do Monday morning shows. I used to have Mondays off. But that all changed back in the early spring. And I miss doing that coming out here on Monday mornings. But, um, you know, and, and throughout the week, I mean, it's um, depending, you know, on my schedule, depending on my day and how long, you know, I've worked that day and stuff like that. I try to, you know, get a show out 
you know, in midweek, you know, not just on weekends, you know, but sometimes it's just, it's just not feasible because, you know, I'm putting in 12, 14 hour days. So, um, again, you know, thank you to my listeners around the world my guests on my show today for taking the time out of your morning to join me here on the truckers podcast. This is the truckers podcast. I'm your host, Dungeon in Ontario, Canada. Take care, everybody. Be safe out there, and thank you.